NBA Australia. How are you going? There you go. That's right. It's NBA Australia. It is. What is it? Like Thursday? That sounds right. December 30. Jesus. Oh, Brian, does that mean like 2021 is basically gone, man? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Holy shit. Anyway, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer. Sometimes Rolling Stone, whoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in Chateau de l'Amour. Studios down in Lawn. Hanging out, chilling. Not Ellen, uh, you know, keeping you up to date on the DL with all the NBA goings on this season while I'm on holidays. Just, you know, a little bit of hanging out with you. Letting you know what's happening. Just... So you can stay in touch with stuff. That's what I'm doing. That's right. Holiday show today. Catching you up in the last few days uh, of 2021, obviously, and the last couple of days of NBA for 2021, which uh, is good because, I mean, Kyrie's back. The good thing is I don't have too much to say about that. Bullshit. Yeah, true. Ah, Steph became the first player to hit 3,000 threes. LeBron played center. That was pretty gnarly. What else? Ricky Rubio. Oh, God damn it. He did an ACL. Anyway, we've got all that and uh, the last three days of games covered in the NBA Australia game wraps. We've got That's Not a Knife, Old Mate, No Mate, Spot of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball, Dickhead of the Week. That's right. Dickhead of the Week. Uh, because we're not going to do a show tomorrow, so <laughs> sucked in. This is our last show of 2021. Anyway, we've got Yeah Nas, we've got the Unpopular Opinion of the Day. We've got our back take house where we're serving up a flame grill take. There's Australian Player Watch, see what the uh, Aussies have been up to. And we've got an Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence and a Shane Hill Shoot a Shoot, Shoot a Shot, Light Him Up Award. Along with uh, the game previews and picks for Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. That's right, we'll be back next Monday to wrap up this big weekend for you. And we'll finish off, I reckon, with, what do you say, a deli review or do you want a uh, Cooking with Bainsy? Well, you have to listen to uh, find out what we uh, end up landing on. Right. Either way, let's get to it. Episode 729 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shot attack. Ah, you better watch out for the injury attack if you're Cleveland. Ah, come on. Poor Cavs. Anyway, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia. The final daily whip around. For 2021. Yeah, it's how we start every show here. And it's a bit sad. Ricky Rubio, add Richard to the list of injuries that are fucking teams up this season. We lost uh, Paul George. We lose, uh, you know, a bunch of other dudes for this season. Rubio's torn his ACL. I think it's a decade after he uh, tore it as a rookie as well, which sort of stinks. This, and I cannot stress it enough, fucking sucks. Because... We saw him sort of solidify the Cavs off the bench. They lose Colin the Sex Man Sexton for the season. And then his backup steps up. He and Darius Rucker Judy Garland out there doing a pretty bloody good job keeping the Cavs alive. And then boom, Ricky Ticky Tata, Rupi, oh, goes out. Jesus. That stinks. <sighs> Don't like things that are, you know, hurt Rubios. But. I don't know, man. This one just sucks. Because the Cavs, they're the feel-good story of this season. And then they lose Rubio after losing the sex, man. It's just brutal. Anyway, other news. Uh, Players of the Week were announced. The Shy Reddit, Gilgis Alexander. And STA is uh, the Player of the Week for the West. Isn't that nice? And, weirdly enough, 
I guess he's his former teammate, Kemba Walker. That's right. He got dropped to the bench for the Knicks. Comes back because they've run out of players. Tibbs has to start him. And he's so bloody good, he wins player of the week. Unreal. What a world we live in. Anyway, uh, how are your holidays going? How's this weird week between Chrissy and New Year? Are you surviving? Are you thriving? Tell you what, I spent, what, 13 or 14 years straight. Every year we'd go down to Falls Festival, just outside of Lawn, uh, from my early days as a rambunctious teen, doing some underage drinking and causing a lot of havoc, seeing bands, all that sort of shit, all the way through my... Uh, journalistic career going every uh, each and every year even while I was you know working as a bartender I always managed to get it off because it was uh, my primary job to go check out Falls and do a review always fun and it's just kind of weird just it's not on this year <laughs> and also thing is it's just also nice not to have to stress so yeah it's weird being here on December 30 and just like chilling yeah anyway um, tell you what it's bloody nice weather though especially uh, down here at the beach you know, the squid's enjoying himself. He's having a good old time. Old mate's uh, chilling, not illing. Yeah, good times. Anyway, uh, rest of the news. I mean, Jimmy Butler sprained his ankle last minute versus the Wiz. Not smart, Jimmy. What are you doing? Uh, what else we got? Another game postponed. The Heat, after Jimmy Butler sprained his ankle, they ran out of players. So their game today with the uh, Spurs was called off, moved to later in the season. And with that in mind, the COVID protocols have changed. That's the sort of big news over the last couple of days. The league have come out and gone, right, so the CDC reckons you only need to ISO for five days if you're tested positive and shit. Um, since, you know, after you've got your negative tests at the end of feeling sick and stuff. And everyone's like, all right, so the required amount of time is five days in ISO now. Six days basically with your, uh, you know, weird sort of testing at the end of it and it's a bit of a tricky one like players might get back quicker but they still have to wear like masks and shit to, according to the cdc if you're around other people i don't know how this is going to uh sort of you know work out but either way it's going to be kind of fun kind of interesting maybe we get some people back a bit quicker than we would have thought maybe we don't it seems more than likely that they'll just rush people back say that much uh speaking of which kd's back Kyrie's back lamarcus aldridge is back andrew wiggins is back You'll see more and more players sort of uh, go, right, well, this is kind of fun. Now that I don't have to ISO for so long, I'll be back. That's good news because bloody Josh Giddy's out. Ah, protect our gids. Hashtag save gids. Hashtag I'll give gids, like, my lungs. I think his are better than mine, so he'll be right. Uh, but either way, that sucked. Actually, the OK Oklahoma City Thunder also lost their uh, coach to the protocols, Mark Dagenau. But uh, the big news was Josh Gideon. That stinks. Hopefully Josh is all right. Judging from his Instagram, he's surviving just fine. Watching some bowl games. Watching the uh, watching his Thunder take on the Suns today. Either way, uh, Kyrie. Look, I'm going to talk about him later in Dickhead of the Week. Hashtag spoiler alert. But uh, I love his like press conference where he's like, yeah, man, I understand the decision to sideline me. I respected it. Yeah, yeah. What a wanker. I hate him so much. Isaiah Thomas, the king of the fourth. That little guy. Got picked up by the Mavs. Actually got out there today for them as well. That's how short they are. Short. Ha. Get it. Chauncey Billups also out in the COVIDs. Boban, Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight, how's his fucking trick? Gets signed. Rocks up. He's like, nope, you're in the protocols. He's like, oh, come on, man. Shit. Anyway, the Heat, they also... So the reason that game got... 
postponed today is even there, dudes like Gabe Vincent, Max Strews, PJ Tucker, etc., are also in the protocols. So just a bit of chaos. And it's interesting to see what teams and in what order that it's uh, hitting these teams in, right? So you've seen it go from the Eastern Conference teams, the big population centers where Omicron lands and spreads like wildfire. And then it just slowly but surely moves across the fucking continental USA, doesn't it? So you have what? The big ones that were affected early were like Philly, Chicago, obviously the Nets, uh, the Celtics, they cop it. You see a bunch in Washington. Then you sort of see it move further uh, further west, further south. And yeah, it's one of those ones where I think Utah might be the only team to not have a player in the COVID protocols. So let's all go to Salt Lake City. You can't drink good beers there, so fuck that. Yeah, good call. Right, uh, last little bit of news. Uh, LeBron James went past 36,000 uh, points for his career, which is pretty gnarly. Played at center. First start at center when he played against the Rockets the other night. Pretty gnarly. And uh, Devin Booker hits up 10,000 points. I believe he's the seventh youngest player to do that. Pretty cool. Pretty fun. And uh, speaking of the Lakers, you might have heard this one the other day on, uh, was it Tuesday's show? No, it was Mondays. That's right. We're doing Monday and Thursdays. That's what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> I'm just losing all track of the days. See, this is the problem. I'm doing NFL Australia on Tuesdays as well, so there's not much of a fucking holiday. Still doing three shows a week. Anyway, uh, Booker... Tops that. LeBron tops that. And uh, we talked about on the Lake on the Lakers side of things. Oh, they're pretty interested in Ben Simmons, eh? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, what are they going to trade for him? And it's like, well, they, they're interested. <laughs> cool. <laughs> My favorite part of this aspect has now come out that the uh, sources say that the Sixers aren't very interested in getting Russell Westbrook. It's like, oh, really? So you're not interested in getting a stat hog who doesn't help your team? No shit. Are you ready? Can we fire it up? Oh, duh! Daryl Morey doesn't want to trade for Russell Westbrook. One more time. Oh, duh! I love it. All right, let's do some game wraps from the last couple of days. Game wraps, 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 game wraps. Game wraps. Right, if you go back to Tuesday. Jesus. Charlotte beat the shit out of Houston, 123.99. Chicago pummeled Atlanta, 138.118. Boston lost in hilarious fashion to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Basically, the T-Wolves G League out there with Greg Monroe. And Boston couldn't beat him. 108-103. Absolute scenes there. Utah snuck by San Antonio. 110-104. The Grizzlies outlasted the Phoenix Suns in an absolute barn burner. 114-113. Dallas took care of Portland in Portland. 132-117. And Brooklyn beat the pants over the Clippers, 124-108. You little ripper. Might have won some money on that one. Uh, Wednesday, yesterday, we had the Milwaukee. It's our conquest of the good, uh, the good land. They beat the Magic Men. Tell you what, Orlando, jeez, France, take me out, Ferdinand, old Franz Wagner, 38 points. He was awesome. Not enough. 127-110, they won. Did the Bucks. Washington got beat by Miami. We lose butts there, 25-8-15 and 15 he had at that point. Reckon he was trying to go for that triple double. 119, 112. They beat the Wiz. Hero was huge. There goes my hero. Just dropping 32. Uh, Philly. They beat the Toronto Raptors. 114, 109. Tobias Harris had a uh, triple double. 19, 12, and 10. Embiid, though, was awesome. 36 and 11 for him. The Lakers beat the Rockets in Houston. 132, 123. Snapping their game. It was a five game losing streak. Uh, they needed to do that. LeBron started at center. And you've got a bunch of those uh, sort of 
Nuffy reporters. No, it's the first time he's starting his centre. Oh, geez, the Lakers always get the best centres, don't they? Fuck off, nerds. Ooh. Uh, 96, the Knicks beat the Minnesota Timberwolves, 88. Uh, Mitch Robinson, the other Mitch Robinson, was really good in that one. Cleveland, ah, Rubio goes down in this one. 108, 104, they lose to the Pelicans. That stunk. Denver beat the Golden State Warriors, 89, 86, in just wild fashion. Like, the Warriors are down 60, 60 to 36, I believe, at halftime. So the Nuggets scored 29 points the rest of the way. And still won, just because Joker ties uh, Kaminga's game-tying shot. No, he blocked Kaminga's game-tying shot. And uh, had 22, 18, and 5 himself. Steph hit his 3,003. But uh, for all the Warriors coming back, Ness, they couldn't get over the hump. Okay, see, they lost in Sacramento, 117-111. This was the old SGA versus Halliburton game. 33-5-5 for SGA. Jeez, he's good. 24-10 for Halliburton. Sacramento, big win. And then, today... We had the New York City Knickerbockers of New York City beat the Detroit Basketball Pistons 94-85. Knicks got down big foot back. Managed to eke this one out thanks to Alec Burks. He was awesome. Went off at 34. The Hornets beat the pants over the paces 116-108. LaMelo was really good in this one. Clippers, they beat Boston because the Celtics stink. 91-82. Uh, Celtics pulled back from a 10-point deficit. Got a little tied up. Feeling good about themselves and they just shit the bed. This was all while shooting like absolute fucking dog shit from the field and having the second worst volume three-point shooting game in their history of NBA basketball. Not ideal. Jalen Brown had eight. He had zero assists, but he had eight assists that basically should have gone in, which is hilarious. But uh, no one decided to hit a fucking shot for him. Absolutely insane. Good win for the Clips, though. Without anybody. There was Mook Morris just out there going, oh, I guess I'll do it myself. Atlanta got shit pumped by Chicago, 131-117, just like two days prior. The Lakers lost to Memphis, 104-99, because Ja Morant is a fucking monster. LeBron James also still pretty good. Big come from behind win for the Grizz. That was awesome. Phoenix uh, took care of OKC. This was really, 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 really tight, and then it really, 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 really wasn't because the Suns just... At the end, it was like a 17-point run where they just went, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, boom, we're winning this. And that's what happened, 115-97. Utah beat Portland 120-105, despite a couple of 32s from Dame and Norm. Pal, good win for Utah. And then finally, the Sacramento Kings beat the Dallas Mavericks thanks to a buzzer-beating Chemezi Metu 3, which was bloody hilarious. After their extreme zinger meal, they hit two free throws to put them ahead. Dallas. Dwight Powell helps off the corner, which makes sense. Chemezi Mertu is a 24% career three-point shooter. He doesn't matter, bro. He fucking nailed it. He fucking nailed it. It was pretty great. Anyway, that was awesome. And I believe for all my head-to-head picks, I think I missed one on today's. Unbelievable. All right, let's do an NBA Star Approved Performance of the Night. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's the performance of the last few days, right? Obviously, that's how we're doing these things. Uh, Pretty good ones. We had James Harden absolutely taking it to the Clippers the other day, which was gnarly. Goes off for his uh, 36. Doing work. Good to see him back. I mean, maybe it's just because he gets back out west and he's like, aha, these are the good rippers. I like this. I don't mind this at all. They're a bit bigger than the ones that I'm used to back in New York. This is just great. 
He had thir- oh, sorry, he had 39 in that one. He had 36 in the game before, I think. Uh, so, yeah, he's back-to-back, uh, 36 and 39, but tore up the Clippers, 39, 8, and 15. It's a bloody good game, I'll tell you that much. And, uh, you know, it's 15 to 25 shooting. 4 and 9 from downtown. It's about bloody time, Harden. Good job. Vooch dropped a fucking 24.17 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 block, and 4 three-point uh, game. And I'll tell you what. That's the first time that's ever happened in NBA history. That's right. 24-17-6-4 with four made threes. Unbelievable. Joel Embiid. I'll tell you what. This is such a weird year. He might be making a bit of an MVP run. And if the Sixers turn this season around, he had 36-11-4. Shot 11-16 in this. Absolutely bloody crushed it. Embiid, MVP, maybe. Just saying. LeBron James. He had 32-11-11 against Houston. The backs up with a 37-13-7 today. Hits eight threes. And lost. Alec Burks had 34. He was awesome. But you beat the Detroit Pistons, Alex. Alec. Not Alex. Alec. It's like, Jesus Christ, mate. Uh, but this one's just going to go to Jar fucking Morant. What a bloody game. He was incredible. He's got one arm that works at the moment. He had 41 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. But shot 6 of 7 from 3. Beat the Lakers, brought him back down from nothing, and crushed it. So great job, Jar fucking Morant, you absolute fucking boost. Talk about it's like uh, you know, the verse from Nicki Minaj and Monster. That's basically what Jar Morant is in a player. I fucking love it. Right, uh, now let's do Spud of the Night. Spud, 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 Spud of the Night. Oh, right, so Spuds of the Night. We've got a few of them. I'd say that much. Pat Bev comes out of the protocols on fire and goes, oh, of eight. Gross. Malachi Flynn goes two of 12 for your old Toronto Raptors. So does Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. Gives us the old uh, Kobe... What was that the 2010 finals? Six of 24. That's enough to win your finals MVP, Gary. Two of 10 for a mere coffee. Oh, God. Just clipping it up. But of course, just Spud of the Night has to go too. Just the Boston Celtics as a collective today, right? The second worst three point shooting game with 40 attempts or more in NBA history. They go 38 of 42, they've missed. They shot 4 of 40. That's 9.5%. Unbelievable. The craziest part is the only game that was worse was back in February this year when the Rocks missed uh, 41 of 45. So they go 4 of 45. And uh, the Celtics went 4 of 42. Weirdly enough, the Celtics did go 2 of 26 back in October. So that's actually worse percentage-wise, obviously. But Jesus, uh, Jalen Brown goes one of 13 from downtown as well today, which, look, some of those were rough shots. Uh, obviously, the zero assist is pretty bad. At the same time, if his teammates hit a hit, had a hit a couple of fucking wide open threes, he would have been laughing. But he ends up going 13 of 36 for his 30 points, eight rebounds, zero assists. One of 13 from downtown. The one that got me was Al Horford going 0 of 7 from downtown. 0 of 5 for Peyton Pritchard. 0 of 5 for Josh Richardson. It's just gross. I mean, just because this team is missing Jason Tatum, it doesn't mean they should be losing to the uh, Agua Caliente Clippers. You know what I'm saying? So, Boston, all of you collectively were the spuds in the night. There you go. 
What about old mate, no mates? Old mate, no mates. 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 Well, I mean, old mate, no mates. Who's got old mates today? Uh, it's usually Austin Rivers, so it's Austin Rivers today. But at the same time, the Warriors commentators were giving him shit, which is pretty funny. They're like, ah, oh, he's got a big old contract. He's got a big contract. When, wait, oh, his dad was the coach. Oh, chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. And then Austin Rivers comes out afterwards as a big fucking whinge about, oh, I played pretty well for my career, man. It's not because of my dad. It's like, Austin, they're giving you shit because your dad's the coach. Shut up. Don't sook you moron. It's only going to lead to more people shitting on you. The problem is, Bob Fitzgerald and Kleiner as a Bayouke, the Warriors commentators are actually kind of fucky and a bit shit. In that same game, they did like a horrible uh, Argentinian accent for Facu Campazzo. And uh, look, far be from me to give anybody shit for doing a horrible accent. I do it here all the time. But they're just kind of fucky, these Warriors commentators, right? Just real fucky. Just real dumb fucky. And uh, they were talking about Facu. It's like, oh, you know, he likes to get scrappy and then he gets aggrieved by the refs and everything. And that's how he loses all credibility. He's like, what's the national sport in Argentina? Soccer. And he's like, yeah, hey, you can call these. I was robbed. It's like, what the fuck is going on in this broadcast? They were just ugh, brutal just because they were getting fucking killed. But uh, the fact is, I still do love that Austin Rivers, the most hateable man, the most punchable man in the NBA, is still out there getting shit on by even rival commentators. You, you got to love it. Pantsing of the evening. Ah, oh, good pantsing. Love a good pantsing. Uh, Emmanuel quickly having a typo on his jersey. That's a bit of a pantsing, isn't it? Because, you know, you're not really high up there in the uh, estimation of your franchise, your clown-ass franchise there in the Knicks, the New York City Knickerbockers of New York City. I mean, what the absolute butterfuck is this, Knicks? Seriously, you can't write quickly. You can't get your player's name right on your fucking jersey, you morons. That is just a pantsing of the highest order in front of everybody. Like, this is you being sent to school and you're very clearly, like, wearing a different uniform and you're like, ah, shit. This is very clearly, like, me uncle's hand-me-downs from his different high school. Everybody's going to dack me. And that's exactly what happened to Emmanuel quickly. Uh, And Rusty Westbrook. Out there getting pants time and time again. You love to see it. He pantsed himself today. Gave himself the old rare own pantsing by missing a uh, pretty easy layup. To the point where even the Lakers commentators are like, ah, Russell Westbrook by himself at the rim. Ah, it's rolled off. Yep, you are. He was in two minds about it. Was one of the minds, oh, I better miss this because it didn't make sense otherwise. That's <laughs> how he missed that fucking layup. Oh, jeez. Anyway, uh, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Oh, coming for everybody. How good was LaMelo today? 12 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists, shot 61% from the floor. Absolutely crusherated today against the Pacers, and they kind of needed that, the Hornets. They sort of got up, stayed up, and a lot of it was to do with Lamelo, sort of just controlling that game. He and Terry Rose have been tearing it up of late. You'll love to see that. But, of course, better than Lonzo Ball is going to go to Franz Ferdinand Wagner. That's right. Take me out for 38-7-3. That's 38 fucking points. He went 12-20 of in that game, 4-8 of from downtown, a flat-out 10-10 of on free throws, just like the original Franz Ferdinand was on taking out Arts Dukes of, uh, was it Austria? 
Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, was he the Archduke? I can't even remember. Yeah, I think he was the Archduke, wasn't he? Jesus, let's uh, check these ones. Check your work, Jimmy. Check your work. Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria. He was assassinated in Sarajevo. There you go. Figured it out. I am so smart, thanks to Google. Uh, 38-7-3, Franz Ferdinand Wagner absolutely smashed it. And today, better than Lonzo Ball. I mean, Lonzo is still in the uh, protocols. What can you do? But whatever. Finally, we've got a pair of dickheads of the week. Dickhead of the week. All right, dickheads of the week. It's a pair of former teammates. One of them's Kyrie. And the other's LeBron. So Kyrie, oh, last night I could barely sleep. I'm like, man, I just don't want to come out and not be who I am as a player. My heart was racing, just not being nervous and touching the basketball and just the rhythm of the game. I missed it. Well, whose fault is that, Kyrie, you fucking idiot? Just get the fucking vaccine and you'll be fine, you dipshit. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm aware of the consequences of not being fully vaccinated and what it means for my season. And, uh... I want, you know, but you know, it's it's the championship aspirations, the championship window. I want to strike while the iron's hot. Well, you don't want to strike that fucking hard, do you, you dumb prick? Fuck me. Just get the fucking vaccine. Fuck off. And uh, sort of on top of this, LeBron with the dumb fuck of the week for sh- sharing his dumb fucking Spider-Man meme of cold, flu, COVID, all pointing at each other, the Spider-Man meme. And uh, to the point where Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is like, LeBron, you fucking moron. And LeBron's like, hey, man, I don't have a response to... Like, LeBron is basically taken to task by Kareem going... Kareem saying, LeBron, for all the good stuff that you do, this is a wildly stupid and irresponsible fucking thing to do to give false equivalency to a bunch of dumb fucking idiots out there. LeBron's like, oh, I don't have to respond to Kareem. I mean, I'm just like, I'm, if you look at my post, I'm just asking questions. Fuck off, LeBron. Jesus. I'm just asking, help me out. Help me figure it all out. LeBron, we've had two years to figure this out, mate. We understand that the mortality rate of fucking COVID is way fucking higher than the common cold or flu, you dumb fuck. What are you doing? This is so... Look, I love and respect LeBron. I think he's a very, very smart gentleman. I do not think that LeBron has covered himself in any sort of fucking glory over the last two years of COVID. With, uh, you know, that little bit of vaccine hesitancy, if he leads from the front like a true fucking leader and actually pulls his balls into gear, gets his ass moving, goes, all right, fuckheads, we're all getting the vaccine. We're going to make sure the NBA is covered. We're all good. Doesn't do that. Ums and ahs like a dipshit. And look, and then does fucking post like shit like this to his like kajillion followers. And then's like, oh, I don't have a response to Kareem. Huh. He's like, yeah, LeBron, your daughter's getting colds in the first grade. Yes, people have forgotten about the flu. You know why? Because flu season's basically non-existent because people are taking wild precautions now. Because COVID has fucking killed nearly a a million fucking Americans, you dumb prick. What are you doing, you fucking vax fence-sitting dumb fuck? Don't say that. Nearly 800... It's over 800,000 Americans in an 18-month span, and you're like, oh, but don't forget about the flu and the cold. Ugh, you're just giving morons more fucking ammo, you idiot. (laughs) What are you doing? So LeBron gets his, look, and if you listen to me on the reg, you understand that I fucking love LeBron. I love his standing in the uh, in the history of the game. He's one of easily the two best players who have ever played. All the extraneous work that he does outside of basketball is fucking wildly commendable. He's a wildly smart gentleman. Some of the ways he's go, he goes about things, I mean, the decision, etc., whatever, 
This sort of fucking thing is wildly irresponsible because it gives idiots one more fucking like celebrity leg to stand on, which is not exactly what they fucking need because vaccine hesitancy is what has basically fucked us all over in this place anyway and like left us in this place rather, and it's fucked. So LeBron, Kyrie, you're both dickheads of the week. Right, let's do some Yenars. This is Shane Hill and you're listening to NBA Australia. Alright, yeah, nah, it's brought to you as usual by thedailyliquor.com from East North Brewing. If you've got to get some beers in Melbourne, maybe some wines, maybe some cocktails, go check out thedailyliquor.com. Bang in the code Strayer. You get a free six-pack on your mate, Jimmy. How good is that? Oh, it's pretty good, bro. It's pretty good. Right, we've got some yeah, nahs. Let's do it. Uh, thedailyliquor.com. I mean, I think they'll be back in about a week or two. Ready and fired up, so just just saying. Right, yeah, Nas. Uh, number one is the Rubio injury, the biggest bummer of the season. Yeah, nah. Oof, this is close. Because Michael Porter Jr., that sucked, right? Because we knew that Denver could still be interesting. And we knew that Jam and Jamal Murray would probably be back towards the back half of the season. And if Joker, Michael Porter Jr., and Air Gordon could keep it together, then Denver would be a very dangerous smoky. Then... They just keep losing player after player after player. Michael Porter Jr. just goes out, and it's like, ah, fuck. Not much is going to help here, is it? So, no. Bit of a tough one. What can you do? Uh, Rubio, though, was like the reason Cleveland had weathered the sex man injury, right? Like, And it was an awesome story. They're keeping on keeping on. They're just doing enough of enough of enough of enough of enough, and they're keeping their noses above water. It's going to be right. And then tears his fucking ACL. That's brutal. I mean, there's not like Zion not being healthy is pretty shit, but at the same time, like, it's one of the bigger bummers of the season, but that's just because Zion's got a really big old bum. <laughs> I mean, oh man, I've got foot problems. Lose some weight. Oh no, nah, I don't know why my foot keeps hurting. Lose some weight. Oh geez, every time I walk, my feet hurt. Lose some weight. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, so I do think the Rubio one is probably the biggest. Bummer of this season, because Michael Porter Jr., I mean, it was not wild. It's not going to be expected, right? Because it's a fucky back injury, but he's already had a back injury before, and this just kind of stinks. So what can you do? Whereas the Rubio one, like, they had that moment where it's like, well, they're still going to be fine. They've got Darius Garland. They've got Rubio. All right, let's fucking go. Then Rubio goes down. It's just shit. Anyway, uh, which it maybe only has one upside, though. Should the Cavs bring back King Delhi? Let's go! Woo! I think you know the answer to this one, don't you? Yeah, nah, of fucking course, yes. At least they've got to bring in Dante Exum. Or trade for Ben Simmons. Ah, oh, we've got, you know, old George out here. What are you doing? Barking at the door, you idiot. Uh, bring back King Delhi, yes. I mean, if we can resurrect his uh, spirit uh, from the hardwood floor of <laughs> Melbourne Arena, maybe we can after he was killed by... Uh, the Creek Freak. But the Cavs, look, if they decide... Look, this is the problem with all the injuries now. With Sex Man being injured, with Rubio being injured, they're just short bodies. And actually kind of bodies to trade for Ben Simmons. So it's a bit of a weird one. Should have bring in should bring in Dante. Bring him back from Barcelona. And off we go. Right. Adam from World Wrestling Australia says, Kyrie will be playing in home games one way or another by the time the playoffs hit. And because he's been resting all year, he'll have the most dominant finals MVP performance ever. 
and everyone will be pissed. Yeah, nah. Oh. I actually, to be honest, this could be like part of an out... I love this one from Adam from uh, World Wrestling Australia. Good on you, Adam. That's a good one because he has just kind of, you know, sat out, chilled out for the first three months of the season, just going, oh, you guys having fun? Two and a half months into the season, maybe I'll start practicing. What do you reckon? And then... Knowing Kyrie, he can go on heaters like nobody else. The problem is, the problem is, Adam's question like is like basically saying that Kyrie will be playing in home games one way or another. I'm not entirely sure what... Like, he's either just got to get the fucking vax or he's not going to be able to because I don't see New York, especially with Omicron spreading like it has. And basically like cases around the US hitting highs that we've not seen before... They're not going to change the vaccine mandate right away. <laughs> so Kyrie better get fucking vaxxed and off we go. But you can see him just like going, all right, well, now if I do get vaccinated, boom. 40 points a game, finals MVP, Kyrie Irving. How's that sound? Yeah, nah. <laughs> oh, God. I hate him so much. Just he's such a cockhead. Anyway, uh, now they're getting dudes back. Should the Nets just give the old heave ho to Kyrie? Yeah, nah, because that'd be the funniest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> just get vaccinated, baby. Um, I love, like, just this entire idea of them, like, well, we've got Harden back now. We've got KD back. They've been in the protocols. Hopefully we're all right. Uh, yeah, I think we should uh, just go fuck it. Trade Kyrie. What do you reckon, KD? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. That would be very, very funny. If he gets healthy, practices a couple of times, and they trade him before he plays another game. Dan Wilkinson. Oh, buddy, Dan. Dan says, yeah, no. With KD back on deck shortly, Harden delivering, and Paddy Thrills finally being able to shine, is now the time to trade Kyrie for other chess pieces with less distractions in the lead-up to the second half of the seasons, uh, the season, the playoffs, and looking to the future. Oh, shit, I just asked this. Yeah, nah, yeah. I think they should. I think this would be fucking funny as if they go right. What's Kyrie's trade value right now to somebody like mm, Dallas? What can we do? What can we uh, get out of him? Can we get KP? Should we bring back Reggie Bullock to New York? It doesn't seem like he's working in uh, Dallas, so let's do that. He was all right as a Nick last year. Let's see if he can be all right as a net. I kind of love this. It's a good one by Dan. Number two, he's got another one. More alphas on a team does not necessarily equal more. Surely the Bucks title last year, along with the Lakers and Nets situations this year, has illustrated the importance of finding the right pieces for the right fit. Cheaper tool. Cheaper too. Hashtag overkill. Hashtag moneyball. This is one of the... That's a really good question by Dan about the more alphas and the super teams, etc. And I think the... He's mentioned the Lakers and the Nets here. And I kind of think, yeah, right. He's right about the Bucks and their title last year. Giannis is your sort of uh, number one dude. But Chris Middleton steps up. He's a Kate rather than a Pippel Middleton most of the time. Off he goes. Crushes it. But I think more indicative is the Lakers team from the year before that, right? Like in the bubble, the bubble Lakers, where it's like, you've got LeBron, you've got AD. If you've just got the right pieces around them, the right role players, in today's NBA, if you've got your two superstars, if your role players step up at the right time, you should be okay. And we did see a lot of redundancy with uh, Kyrie, Harden, and KD. The redundancy has been put to uh, the ultimate test though, right? Because... If you've got the redundancy, then once one of them goes out, the other one should be able to step up. Harden hasn't quite been able to do that, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but maybe he is now. So, hmm. But I like I tend to agree with this. So I'm going to say, yeah, I think you... Like the pieces... To find three pieces that fit perfectly is really fucking hard. And we saw it with the Miami Heat. 
We saw it, you know, with the original OKC Thunder, kind of, even though Harden was uh, a little bit underutilized next to Westbrook and Durant. You saw it with the Warriors where you've got Steph, Clay, and Dre, and then they add fucking KD. But the thing is, like, that's just an almost unique sort of set of talents where you've got a spot-up shooter, you've got one of the most deadly sort of set-up shooters off the dribble, catch-and-shoot dribblers in the history of the NBA, the most deadly in Steph, and you've got Draymond who doesn't need to shoot the fucking ball to be effective, and then you throw KD on top of that. It was almost too much. So, um, But it was, you know, it was so dominating. They basically ruined the NBA for everybody. But I think at the moment where you've got so much talent spread out, this is what is such a bummer about the Clippers, right? Like the Clippers not having Paul George and Kawhi out there to see if two dominant wings can sort of be the absolute foil for everybody, whether or not they've got a dominant big or not, like the so the Lakers. Because I feel like we're being robbed right now of the Lakers and the Clippers being at their absolute peak and seeing if how their styles against each other would work. And it kind of sucks. But, you know... The 2019 Raptors were also similar to this, right? Like a much more team-based vibe where you've got an Alpha and Kawhi who is very clearly the most dominant superstar on your team, but the heart and soul of that team is also still probably Kyle Lowry. And then you've got Fred Van Vliet. And you've got those sort of other... And Siakam and dudes like that who sort of filled in the gaps, did a little bit of everything, and that's why they won the title. But either way, that and, you know... Injuries to the Warriors. No offense, Raptors, but come on. Uh, still pretty weird, pretty wild. And I think the more alphas on a team doesn't necessarily mean more success. And yeah, Dan's nailed that. I think the Bucks, the Lakers two years ago, the Raptors have proven that pretty bloody well. Dan, oh, I mentioned him. Dan Drusher, he's a Raptors fan. Boom. Yeah, nah, I've done pretty well uh, out of the misses this Christmas. Yeah, nah, yes. Uh, Dan sent me a photo of the blue Patty Mills jersey, the Nets jersey. I love it. He's also got some net shorts and socks. But either way, i got to tell you what, that bluey, that Patty Bluey jersey, oh, cannot wait for mine to arrive. It's in the mail. My buddy Drab's got me one of the awesome grey ones. I'm on board with that, but I can't wait for the bluey. Uh, <laughs> great one from Brad McEgan. Yeah, nah, you know COVID's gone too far when half the league don't have 2K profiles yet. Yep. They don't even have photos for the fucking like scoreboards at the moment in the actual games. Like, that's fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, nah, we should shut the league down now for a fortnight and play the All-Star Weekend over New Year's. Yeah, nah, I actually kind of don't mind this. I feel like we probably should have uh, jumped... Look, you know how I spoke about my veterans, uh, your franchise All-Stars. So you can bring back anybody from your franchise's history. Maybe you play a three-on-three tournament, five-on-five. Doesn't matter. All I want is Larry Bird going up against Magic Johnson again. That'd be awesome. Maybe Chicago, fire up some MJ, some Scotty. Off we go. We see who's still got it, age 50 plus. Kareem's out there, old as fuck. That'd be gnarly. But maybe, yeah, we should have just gone, fuck it. All-Star Weekend, we'll expand the break to two weeks. We'll play. Most of you guys who are would-be All-Stars are actually out here. Some of you are in the COVID protocols, some of you aren't. We'll try to work our way around that. Maybe we should do this. And I feel like Brad's nailed it, right? Like, that would have been a really good plan to go, right, we're sick of the NFL taking up all the fucking airspace in the uh, in America, so let's uh, let's go All-Star. Fuck yeah. That's a great one. Kind of love it. Uh, the unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Oh, is LeBron shooting too much? He's gone 37, 32, 39, 36, 34, 31. 
So last six games, he's gone over 30 points. Absolutely smashed it. He shot over 50% in that stretch as well. And the Lakers have gone one and five. I'm just saying, he might be shooting it too much. <laughs> and finally, Outback Takehouse. It's Thursday at Outback, and we're having our New Year's Eve blowout. That's right. I've been just wandering around down the bush. I've got an echidna. That's basically food with its inbuilt toothpick ready to go. Just a bit of an entree for you. We've got kookaburra wings because I've gotten the beach cricket bat and I'm wandering around. Now, I'll tell you what, that plastic bat, when you whack a kookaburra, makes a completely different sound. And off you go. We've got delicacies everywhere for this New Year's Eve only at Outback. Kookaburra wings, fried echidna, off we go. Only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is... Crypto.com have just thrown out the biggest waste of money since, I don't know, Ben Simmons bought his last shooting sleeve. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Crypto.com, because guess what? In the first year of the Crypto Center, or Crypto.com Arena, or the Crypt, or whatever the fuck they're calling it, they've just wasted a bunch of money because they're not going to have any playoff games there this season. Only at Outback. Tell you what, I don't know if that's going to happen, but it would be bloody funny. Crypto.com are like, oh, we'll just buy the naming rights for Staples Center. Oh, what do you mean the Lakers and the Clippers missed the playoffs? <laughs> Tough seats. All right, we'll be back with the Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Playwatch for Thursday. Uh, Paddy Thrills in that win over the Clippers that I mentioned for the Nets, 18-3-2. One steal, shot 6 of 14. He's going to pop up again in a second because uh, not bad. Jingling Joe Ingles in the win over San Antonio back on Tuesday. 17-3-3, went 6-10 from the floor, 4-7 of from downtown. Absolutely smasherated it. And uh, you do love to see that because Jingles, when he gets going, look, the Jazz get going. And today against the Portland Trailblazers, Jingles also, look, didn't need him too much today. One of three from the floor, all of which were from downtown. But he had five points, three rebounds, three assists, four turnovers. Oh, geez. The five points. He was a plus 25. He was a team best plus 25. It's just a lot of hustle. That's what... It's a lot of hustle and a lot of heart. <laughs> so classic jingles. <laughs> Love to see it. Uh, Aussie Matty T for the Sixers in that win over Washington. Uh, yesterday, seven points, four rebounds and a block. Uh, that's four straight games with a block. He's crushing it. 3-7 from the floor, 1-3 from downtown. And Josh Green, bang! He comes back from the protocols and smashes it. Nine points. That's an NBA career high for Josh Green. Not bloody bad. 3-7 from the floor, 0-2 from downtown, 3-3 at the line, four rebounds, but also 10 assists. He had a career high, 10 assists. That is awesome. Greeny getting a bit of run, two steals. And then today against the Kings was out there absolutely smashing it in crunch time. I'll tell you what, the Mavericks lost this game when they didn't have our man Josh Green anywhere near the fucking ball on the inbounds in the last play for the Kings. Three seconds left. He's covering fucking Tyrese Halliburton 90 feet away from the inbounds. Makes nobody sense. 
He could have been up there doubling and uh, had a man stay on Shimizu Mitsu and won the game. But Jason Kidd, I'm not, I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but that's what I'm saying. Four points, uh, three rebounds, three assists, a steal, and two blocks for Greeny today. He goes two of six from the floor and 0 of one from three. Josh Giddy, I mentioned that. He's in the health and safety protocols. And Jock Rockham, Sockham, Landale. Oh, big cock, Jock. In the loss to Utah for the Spurs yesterday, 17 minutes, seven points, one rebound, two assists, and a steal. Absolutely crushing it is our Jock. Uh, three of eight from the floor, one of five from downtown. Bit of a tough one. Pretty close loss. You'd like to see a bit more. Uh, look, Jock hadn't missed a three for four games, so you'll forgive him for that one. Right. What about the Andrew Gaze Gray Mumber Award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence? It's the first Andrew Gaze Gray Mumba. LeBron James. Look, so I was giving LeBron shit about being a sort of hesitanty dumb fuck when it comes to vaccines before. Never going to shit on him for being an incredible basketball player. 36,000 points. So it's only he, Karl Malone, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to hit that milestone. He's also the youngest to ever hit 36,000 career points. I believe LeBron's also the youngest to hit every 1,000-point career milestone point. So... Pretty bloody good is okay at basketball. <laughs> so, you'll take that. So, and look, this is it, right? So LeBron, for all of his uh, weirdness outside of, uh, you know, the stupid fucking Spider-Man meme, LeBron is still out here absolutely fucking crushing it. Aged 37 as of, I believe, today, America time, which has probably just clicked over. So it is his birthday. Happy happy birthday, LeBron. He also leads the NBA in 30-point games. He's only played 23 games this season. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, he's the only one also. This is the thing. The 36,000 career point club. He's the only one in the 36,000 point, 9,000 assist and 9, assist and 9,000 rebound club. So he'll be the only person obviously in the 36, 10, and 10 club, which will be just fucking next level. So... Pretty bloody good. Right, quick Shane Hill, shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up, award. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Oh, Patty fucking thrills. That's right, Patty Mills, Patty thrills. Eight of 13 from three against the Lakers. Six of 13 from three against the Clippers. Oh, bro, that's not bad. 14 of 26 from downtown in two LA games. That is absolutely unbelievable. 14 of 26. We might have to change this from the Shane Hill shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award to the Patty Thrills shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award. Absolutely unbelievable. And of course, uh, Steph Curry, the Shane Hill shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award. Uh, wouldn't be complete without Steph Curry. Becomes the first man to hit 3,000 threes. And he did point out that it's pretty fucking weird that every time he hits another three, he's setting a new record. Mind fucking blown. <laughs> Uh, the Paddy Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. I mentioned this one earlier. It's just Josh Giddy uh, on the old IG with his stories. Uh, obviously in ISO at the moment. And he's just like, yeah, fucking, you know, hanging out, chilling, not illing, uh, making sure I've got my, my guys that I'm watching. So he's watching his Thunder, play of the Suns, and he's watching some college, bar, uh, college football as well. So... 
Gids, get better soon. I hope you don't have any uh, symptoms, and I hope it's all very mild and very chill for you, and we'll get you back on the uh, court very, very soon. Right, game previews. Let's do it. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Oh, yeah, it's bloody good. The squid uh, doesn't like the uh, water, but, you know, we'll work through that. I fucking love it. I'm out there like the uh, world's most ginger seal. <laughs> uh, we went 18. <laughs> it's like, we need to roll that ginger whale back into the fucking ocean. It's like, nah, that's just Jimmy from NBA Australia. Uh, <laughs> 18 of 23 from the floor. No, from the floor. 18 of 20. That's how good I have been with these picks the last three days. I thought it was field goal. 18 of 23. Uh, we went on the picks across the last three days. Of course, against the spread on Tuesday and then head-to-head yesterday and today. That's bloody good. That leaves us at 286 of 504 picks for the season. I'm just saying, that's fucking awesome. Uh, today, uh, well, tomorrow's games, rather, we've got Philly. Let's do it. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We're going to do the picks for... Because uh, we'll do our next show on Monday to wrap up the weekend and everything for you. So this is our last show of 2021, which is pretty fucking gnarly to think about. Uh, but what can you do? You know, it's how it goes. All things pass and 2021 is about to. So Philly at Brooklyn. Uh, the Sixers are three and a half point underdogs in Brooklyn. And I'm taking the Sixers. I think Embiid can do a lot of damage to Brooklyn, even if KD's back. Uh, to be hard in KD, I think they'll just be a weird sort of figuring out time for the Nets again as everybody's getting healthy. The Sixers have got a little bit of step up in that regard, so I'm going to go the Sixers plus three and a half. Milwaukee, 12 and a half point favorites against Orlando. Orlando, they're playing like the Lakeland Magic at the moment, so I'll go the uh, Bucks minus 12 and a half. Cleveland, ah, it sucks, but no Rubio. I'm going to have to go Washington minus two and a half at home against the Cavs. It's just a step too far. Like, Cleveland will be okay. They won't be as good as they've been. Uh, they'll struggle a bit now, I think, while they get acclimatized to no Rubio, but yosh. So give me the Wiz minus two and a half. And then Denver hosts Golden State. And the Nuggets are three and a half point underdogs at home against the Warriors. I'm going to take Denver. They just beat them the other day. They're at home now. I think they uh, can at least make this another close game. So give me Denver. Saturday, we've got the Suns at Boston. That's a 5 a.m. start. Fucking hell. I'm going to go the Suns at Boston. Just a better team playing better at the moment. Chicago at Indy. Same vibe. Chicago, even on the road. Just a better team. India just... Ugh, they're just a mess. Hell, half their team might be gone by the time this one happens. Sacramento hosts Dallas in a replay of today's game. I think... I think, I think I'm going to take Dallas in that one. You might suspect that uh, with the five-day quarantine now, if uh, Luca doesn't have any symptoms, etc., he'll be back for this. So give me... Oh, he might not have actually been on the plane, but we'll see how we go. So give me Dallas to Sacramento. Miami, Houston... Miami still just without half their players. I'm going to take the Rockets in that one just to pull out a surprise win out of nowhere. Atlanta go to Cleveland. I mentioned Cleveland. Look, struggle town. They were in Washington the day before. I think Atlanta can take care of the Cavs with Trey back and a couple of their other dudes back. The Hawks should roll in that one. They need a big win, actually, Atlanta. The Clippers, they go Toronto. The Clippers, mash unit. Give me the Raptors. San Antonio go to Memphis. Memphis have a big win against the Lakers. San Antonio are just the sort of team that I can see giving Memphis a bit of a run for their money. So give me the Spurs. The Knicks go to OKC. This is a great game. Not great for basketball, but great because Kemba Walker might extract some revenge against his old team that is still paying him most of his money, which is funny. So give me the Knicks in OKC. Minnesota go to Utah. The Jazz will smash the Wolves. And uh, the Lakers will take care of Portland uh, because... 
LeBron will be looking at all the shit talk and being angrier and angrier and angrier, and Dame will cop it. Sunday, we've got Millie Walker against the New Orleans Pelicans. Give me the Bucks. San Antonio to Detroit. I'll take the Spurs, even on a back-to-back. Chicago, they go to Washington. I think the Bulls win that, even on a back-to-back. Brooklyn hosts the Clippers. The Nets will get a nice bounce-back win there. Denver, they go to Houston, and they will beat the Rockets. Utah hosts Golden State, and the Jazz will beat Steph and the Warriors. Monday, we have the New York City Knickerbockers again. They go to Toronto. After a game in OKC, they go to Canada. Can the Knicks turn this all around? Can they start getting their season on a bit of a winning foot? Mm, yes. Give me the Knicks to start off 2022. Boston, they go to Orlando. No, they host Orlando. Give me the Celtics. Orlando is still just a rabble. Indy, they go to Cleveland. And I think Indy get a win there too. That's going to be... A few straight losses for the Cavs. Sacramento host Miami. Hopefully Miami get a couple of their dudes back by Monday. Give me the heat. Phoenix go to Charlotte. I just think Charlotte might be in a bit of a groove by this point. Phoenix on the road. Give me the Hornets. Dallas go to OKC there, and they'll need to win this one, so give me the Mavs. And finally, Minnesota at the Lakers. Lakers on a back-to-back. No, wait. Yes. No. No. No, they're not. I'll take the Lakers then, not uh, Minnesota which I had originally written down because I thought the Lakers were on a back-to-back, but they are not. So... There you go. Oh, geez, that's a lot of games. So we'll wrap all those up for you Monday. And that's it. That is it for 2021. Unbelievable scenes. Oh, I'm doing it in a pretty picturesque spot. I'll tell you that much. I can see the uh, ocean out this window. Hanging out. A bit dusty down here, but what can you do? Uh, I, might, I should have done an outdoors one. That would have been good. Anyway, uh, so that's it for the year. Can you believe it? 2021 done skis with NBA Australia. Uh, if there's anything crazy that hops on... You know, pops off over the weekend or whatever. We might do a, you know, emergency show or something. But otherwise, fuck it. Like, you know, make sure you're following us on the old Twitter, Facey IGs. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz talking about the NFL. Adam with World Wrestling Australia over there on YouTube. Follow FWCIE on Twitter for all of his great stuff. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Check us a rating and review on your podcast app. Whatever podcast app you use, just rate and review us. Come on. Come on. Start the year right. Or end it, right, and give us a rating and review. Manscaped.com, use the code STRAY, get 20% off from free shipping. TheDailyLiquor.com, if you're in Melbourne, be over 18, you get a free six-pack with the code STRAYA. And Knowable, download the Knowable app, bang in the code STRAYA, you'll get 20% off as well. Big thanks, got to go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. And also, big thanks always go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Gold Mines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Shedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them on Bandcamp, Triple J on Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, however you keep track of your bands and listen to tunes. NBA Australia Sports, Australian bands, so should you. And guess what? We're going to close out today's show with a brand new deli review. A very quick one, but a fun one. And that's it for 2021. We'll uh, be back on Monday. I reckon we might do some uh, either New Year's power rankings or some New Year's resolutions for all 30. Maybe we'll do New Year's resolutions for all 30 teams. That sound good? Yeah, it sounds nice. That'll be fun. I won't definitely half-ass it. I <laughs> oh, love it. All right. Have a great, safe weekend and New Year's, everybody. I love your guts. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on Monday, you dickheads. We'll catch you in 2022. Here's to a better fucking year. I'll tell you that much. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? Happy New Year. And later,
Oi, 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 how the fuck are you? That's right, I'm back. It's my fucking return. That's right, return of the king. That's right, king fucking Dally, how are you? That's right, just taking a little bit of time off from like, hanging out with all my United mates, playing a bit of NBL. And uh, look, turns out my mate Josh, fucking Joshy, Josh Giddy over there, who I handed off the baton of doing these really important pop culture reviews in NBA Australia, he got the rainer. Like, it's like, fucking oh, kids, mate, what are you doing, man? Who are you tongue kissing? Stop tongue kissing everybody. Fuck, man. Just like, got to fucking, you know, batten it all down, man. And don't get the Rona. I mean, you're in the States. It's a shit show. I was just in Cleveland, man. Don't do it. And then, fucking course, he turns around and gets it. So here I am, fucking muggins over here, trying to get in a bit of fucking Christmas time and a bit of fucking New Year's Eve time with the fucking family. And I have to get roped in to do a fucking pop culture review. I mean, what the fuck is that about? Anyway, but the good thing is, I'm telling you what, fucking Netflix, they released that sick new movie that I was like, oh, fucking, it's got everybody in it, man. Leo, fucking, I love that dude. Fucking Jennifer Lawrence, fucking Hunger Games is sick as. And like, I don't know, a bunch of other fuckers. The Timothy Chalamet, Malamay, he's good too, fucking, yeah. So I watched that one, and it's got like Meryl Streep in it and shit, and like Jonah Hill, and like, it's all like, an, I think, so I was talking to Mrs. Lane and she's like, yeah, it's an allegory. I'm like, is that some sort of crocodile? She's like, no, Dally, you fucking dumb prick. I'm like, oh, fucking settle down. Come on. I went to uni for basketball, like not fucking brain shit. So settle down. Turns out it's like a metaphor, basically. It's like, nah, man, like there's like something's going to hit the, like there's two signers. They're like, oh, fuck, this thing's going to hit the fucking planet, eh? And everyone's like, oh, nah, man, you're shitting us, eh? Fuck off. And I'm like, nah, 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 fucking shit, whoa, this is sick, how good is that? And they're trying to convince everybody, and everybody's like, oh, you're fucked, mate. So it's really good, and it's like, you know, it's about, like, the the metaphors, I think, for, like, climate change and shit. So, look, you know, having lived through a bunch of time in Cleveland where it's, like, a bit of fucking cold, and then, like, hotter and fucking full of mozzies and shit, yeah, climate change is fucked, bro, so... Look, I'm, I really like this one. Leo was awesome. Jennifer Lawrence was awesome. Fucking Meryl Streep was sick as that fucking weird dude who's like the tech bro. That was fucking hilarious as, man. So, yeah, I don't know. Go check it out because don't look up. It's funny as fuck. It's scary as fuck. And apparently it's not some sort of crocodile, the allegory. So check it out, man. Uh, so it gets about 24 out of 10 deli ones from me. And, uh, yeah, fucking loved it. Just hanging out at home with the missus, just watching movies and shit. You know, it's just fucking good because you don't want to go outside, don't want to go to the pub. Fucking Rona's everywhere, man. Can't even go home to Maribor. It's like, fuck, mum, dad, stay safe and shit. So, all right, so with that in mind, it's fucking the end of 2021, isn't it? So how about you can't all stay safe as well? Stay home, look after yourselves, don't get the Rona, and uh, catch you next time they ask me to pop back on. All right, later, fuckos. Happy 2021. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Tell ya.